When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Fanatical L Show, part of the L Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns. Tune in now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fanatical Elves. Yes, we are here. It's a Thursday night, and welcome, Steve. Welcome, Elliot. We have a great game coming up in week four. The Baltimore Ravens are coming to town. Oh, those damn rat birds. Yes, they are. They're coming to town in their purple, god-awful uniforms. Okay, so... um, we, uh, I know both of you guys have had some shows this earlier in the week, or I know, uh, Elliot, you were doing one this morning, uh, this afternoon. We'll get that out here after our show. Steve, you had your dog pound uh, south. Before we get into the talking about the Ravens and um, what's going to down the road, you know, the Browns, wow. You know, we turned it around and we were all glum and gloom. And I know, Steve, you're more of an optimist than I am. And uh, I'm a realist. They, you're a realist. And they turn things around. Lots of good things to say about what we saw Sunday. And, you know, for me, it was it's just been nice for now two games that they've won. Unlike other past years where the Browns have had, you know, concerns all the way to the end and they've pulled things out of the hat, maybe, at you know, at that last moment. We haven't had to wait. We've had a Dustin Hopkins kicking field goals, not having to worry about him kicking one from 52 yards. I mean, I'm not even sweating anymore. So uh, uh, what are your thoughts? Let's talk about the big win, uh, how good this team is. Uh, Tennessee, they get the win. So, uh, Steve, let's start with you. How good is this team? And is, 
you know, week one, two, three is kind of a crapshoot. Should we be optimistic going into this Ravens game? How good are how good are we? Well, if the uh, defense keeps playing the way it is, I'm uh, very optimistic. Uh, it'll be a challenge this week. Um, this is probably the first legitimate franchise quarterback that is healthy. I'm not going to count Joe Blow because he was had the bad leg. But this is the first one that's been completely healthy, so we'll have to see see what happens. But if this defense keeps playing, and by the way, can we not name the defense? It's only been three games. Let's calm down. But um, offensively, um, I saw a lot of uh, nice things uh, in the Tennessee game. Uh, still couldn't run the ball, but Tennessee's run defense is very good. Um, their pass defense, as I said on the pregame show and last week, is atrocious, and you saw how atrocious it truly is. Um, so uh, <laughs> it was a good game. I thought uh, Deshaun Watson turned around a little bit. I like the empty sets. I like the shotgun more. Uh, the designed runs are nice, although on that one where he scrambled down inside the five, apparently he got his shoulder hurt, but he stayed in the game. Uh, even yeah. did a quarterback sneak later. So um, it was a good game, and especially after listening to all the commentators here in Nashville, Tennessee, it was equally a nice win. Yes. Elliot, what are your initial thoughts after that, that win against Tennessee? Well, I got what I wanted. I said that I didn't really care who won or lost. I just wanted to see NFL quarterback play, and I got that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there was a great evolution um, from uh, the Pittsburgh game, which I thought was mm. a, really a disaster. Um, Deshaun Watson played the first half still, I think, with too much improvisation. And by mm -hmm. that, I mean that I think he scrambled when he didn't have to, uh, did not hit open receivers when he had the opportunity, instead chose to scramble and look for opportunities that were manufactured and uh, spontaneous rather than simply going with the play call that does still concern me. Um, but as the game went on, he gained more confidence in Stefanski and he started to execute much, much better. He had a great game overall and the offense really executed. Now the, um, as far as the defense was concerned, it was, almost literally an execution. The uh, yeah. Titans could do nothing against the Browns defense. Um, now, as Steve has rightly pointed out, the Titans are not all that good on offense. Let's not get too carried away, but they played about as perfect a game as could be played in the NFL. Yeah. No, very good observations. Um, we're going to talk about that defense here a little bit more at length here, right? In a, just a second. What I... I just was thinking while you guys were talking, you know, one of the great highlights for me personally, you know, um, or thinking about that game was Steady Eddie, Kevin Stefanski, and seeing he and Deshaun Watson do a chest pump and seeing a very euphoric um, Kevin Stefanski, I'm thinking we would never have seen that between him and Baker Mayfield. And even though Baker's a, you know, a hot and emotional bothered, you know, kind of guy, it just, 
it was very unique, very different, not something that I would have expected, <laughs> but it certainly kind of showcase shared a little bit more about I thought it dug a little deeper. I mean, I think there is some real connection there. Um, I think there's a real buy-in from both parties and uh, it was nice to see uh, and to see even players or coaches like defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz <laughs> on that. Amazing. I'm telling you, we're going to have to put a highlight reel of miles Garrett's crazy opportunities this year, because he's going to have a lot of them. And between week one against the Bengals when he's, you know, doing basketball moves and then the play where he's going back and forth <laughs> and dragging both guys and seeing Schwartz laughing, you've got to wonder what was being said to them in the in the headsets. But um, just some really <laughs> cool moments there. And uh, I think as Browns fans, those are things that, honest to God, I mean, come on, man. We've never seen – we haven't seen stuff like this in a while. And, uh, you know, the other thing I just, I'm not going to talk about other teams tonight, but I, it did, I, it is interesting that, you know, people in Cleveland maybe don't know this, but that Joe Woods, this, um, you know, left Cleveland. Well, where did he go? Well, he went to New Orleans. He, I believe he's the defensive coordinator of the saints now. And yep. the Saints played the green Bay Packers went up 17 to nothing in that game. And then gave up the lead and lost the game in the last moments to Green Bay. I think they went – did they go to overtime in that game? But anyway, it's just, you know, tale, a tale of two of two cities, tale of two teams. And uh, we just have to like our opportunities right now as Cleveland Browns fans. So let's talk about that defense. I mean, my okay. God. Like, right? I mean, is this is this what we're going to get? Is Should we expect to see this? Was it was – it, emphasized or was it pushed out there even more this week because everyone was playing for Nick Chubb. Everybody was playing for number 24. Everybody's emotion and everything was tied to that game. Are we going to get a letdown against the Ratbirds and, or are we going to be able to carry this defense? Well, you know, what, what do you guys think on that, Steve? Uh, no, if we were playing Tennessee this week, then I would agree with you. Okay. Uh, Baltimore has their full attention, especially after, uh, Roquan Smith uh, uh, comments in the media. One of these yeah. guys going to learn. Like I, like I said when I retweeted it, uh, you know, in the South we say don't poke the bear, and he poked the bear. So uh, we'll see. Also, I too enjoyed Kevin Stefanski getting emotional and doing the jump up chest bust. Next thing yeah. you know, he's going to be challenging Lou Holtz to a fight. That's how excited he is. Man, I didn't. By the way, not to change complete subjects here, but Lou Holtz and 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 Ryan Day. I know he lied. Well, and I didn't realize the connection though with Lou Holtz um, and Ryan Day. Like their connections going back, where they had each. Like, was it Ryan Day had him on his Lou Holtz's staff, or there's a a son of Lou Holtz that was. I mean, they had this really big connection, and so then for him to fire off those comments, it was like, oh my gosh, so. Yeah, I, I live care. in I live in Columbus, so you know it's like I know the, you do. <laughs> it's the talk of the town. Um, no, um, I will. Yeah. Like I've always said, I will wait till after week six to see how how this defense stacks up. Uh, they still got to play the Ravens, and then they got to play San Francisco. Luckily, they're both at yeah. home. Yeah. But uh, 
after those two games, that should tell us a lot about this defense. Definitely. Uh, Elliot, what do you think defensive-wise going forward? Is this well, what we're going to see? Are we going to get a letdown? Oh, yeah. No, I, <clears throat> I think um, Ryan Tannehill is not Lamar Jackson. They're not the same. Newsflash. <laughs> yeah, this, this is going to be different. Lamar Jackson's one of the greatest um, dual-threat quarterbacks. He is yeah. the greatest dual-threat quarterback in NFL history. Sure. Ryan Tannehill is a dual-threat quarterback. Yes. Um, so, yeah, no, this is going to be an entirely different scenario. Baltimore uh, is a top team defensively. Um Tennessee is an okay team defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and offensively, we went through the um, offensive line in Tennessee. And um, no. we knew what was going to happen up front. We we called that out. We told the fans what was going to happen. And that's yeah, what happened. Yeah. So we were not is- shocked. Baltimore is a different team. Now, Stefanski, um, someone said, Steve, you probably know this stat. Is it true that the Browns have started the last, well, he's been here four years. Have all four years, have they started the year two and one? Did I read that right? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know that. I, I know a lot of people are excited, but they're being two and one. And I think, I mean, honestly, in this schedule, and we talked about this as the season uh, as we prepared for the season that, you know, this was a, a big integral and big part of the first part of the season. We had the early buy. Now we're two and one. Well, I think we talked about this on the post game, by the way, we, I just want to thank all the fans who have been tuning in to our fanatical elves network and the fans for sports. Um, we've had, I mean, guys, I, I think I mentioned, just, I sent you guys a text the other night. Our downloads are up. 50 plus percent. And that's thanks to everybody who's tuning in, passing along our network. We've got these guys here who are fantastic and bring quality, great content. The writers on the side for various periodicals as well. Um, and I hear more and more from the people that are listening to us um, oh, that, they, that they like hearing what we're like, like the content, like what we're presenting. And we've also got younger guys uh, on in the mix now too. We've got Sam. Sam Britton's been contributing with his Browns breakdowns, a young rising podcaster from uh, Austin or no, he's from Dallas, Texas area, Arlington, I think. Um, So we're real excited about having him join our crew. He had his show come out the other day. If you haven't listened to that, Um, we had what the elf with Joel the other night and we had the Browns blitz. Uh, They did the Browns blitz a little early this week because Rob, Rob and his family his I think his daughter is getting married this weekend. So congratulations to Rod Bloom and his family on that. Okay. Um, we are going to have another giveaway yet. I don't have that exact, what we're going to give away yet. I was hoping to do that tonight, but we're going to wait and do that. I'll probably maybe introduce that tomorrow, Friday over the weekend. People can see what that is and then get everybody uh, excited. We'll repost that and then um, have probably another drawing next week for another, cool. another, another giveaway. Um, okay. So let's talk about Deshaun Watson. And a little bit about a concern that's popped up with the shoulder. He hasn't really been practicing. Are you concerned or not, Steve? Or is this just, you know, they're just resting him? And, they're just uh, resting should, him. Yeah. Everybody can, everybody practiced. 
today on mm. the 53-man roster. Everyone. Mm-hmm. That's nice going into the Ravens game. I like that. I'm not concerned about it. He stayed in the game. He did it on that little run before Jerome Ford got his rushing touchdown. Mm. Uh, later in the game, he uh, did a quarterback sneak and popped right up. Mm. Uh, the passes to um, uh, deep, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones and that touchdown to uh, Amari Cooper were right on the money, so I'm not too worried about it. Okay. Okay. Elliot, thoughts on Deshaun, and are you concerned? Well, I'm concerned enough that I feel that uh, any NFL team should carry three quarterbacks on the roster. Mm -hmm. The Browns only have two. I think P.J. Walker should be promoted. I'm not sure who I'd recommend for a demotion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, the Browns have, uh, I believe, 27 uh, guys on defense, which is two over the quota. Yeah, uh, the D- Browns defense is so good; it's hard to say that they should take somebody off of the defense. Yeah, um, but I think maybe they should. I think. Okay. Well, we'll we'll find out uh, if they do uh, promote mm-hmm. um, the third string quarterback. Um, then, mm-hmm. yeah, they're PJ concerned Walker about actually has a winning record as a starter. Yes, That's he very does. Rare uh, for a third string quarterback. I, I was I was shocked he was let go, and uh, you saw how quick the Browns picked him up for the practice squad. Did you see? Um, so Miles Garrett didn't get picked up for defensive player of the week. It went to some other kid who's hardly Who played cares? in the league. And I'm like, <laughs> come on now. No, I. It's been nice to hear other players on the Browns team like Zazarius Smith, who I understand from everything that you read is a real entertainer and has kind of helped Miles come out of his shell. Not that Miles wasn't coming out of his shell, but now Miles is in year seven. He's got some experience. The kid's, you know, approaching probably 29, 30 years old. And uh, it's just nice to – I'm seeing these things, hearing these things. Obviously, winning helps, and this this is going to be a big game. They're going to go into the bye and then come out of that having to play the really talented San Francisco 49ers. So – um, let's, let's pause for a break here on the Fanatical Elves Network. This is part of our, we're the Fanatical Elves show and we got Steve, we got Elliot here. We'll be right back after we oh. pay the bills. Let me ask a oh. question. Yes. Can I have two minutes to get, get some hot tea? I'm starting to lose my voice. You can. Okay. You can do. Yeah. I will pause. Yeah. You go and I'll, uh, we're going to pause for a break. We'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, we are back. We have Steve here. We have Elliot on his way back. Um, We are talking about, well, we just finished talking about the Brownies and what a really great effort. They're two and one now going into this huge game against the Baltimore Ravens, Ratbirds. Man, there's a lot of history, Steve, with the Ravens. And we, you know, fans that might listen to us, 
uh, might know this already, but there's some younger fans that maybe don't understand the, the really where all this, this hatred comes from. Basically the Browns, you know, went belly up or were moved by or stolen, stolen, stolen by by Arthur B. Modell. Who yeah. will never get into the hall in, of fame? And I say this story. I'm happy Steve, about yeah, it all the time. I mean, even when I was a kid, growing up, even when Art Modell was the owner, and we were this was like the 19 late 1970s, early 1980s. My grandma Rose Guest, I love Rose. Would she? Um, we had a nephew, or she had a niece that, um, a friend of the family that worked at one of the country clubs up there in Cleveland. And I remember stories all the time that she would come back and say how Art Modell was just an ass, you know, just an ass. And, <laughs> and uh, so she hated him. I mean, every, a lot of people hated him. Um, bef- you know, there was all of that. And with what happened with Paul Brown, because Paul Brown, I mean, he came in and then Paul Brown left and Jim Brown retired. You know, there's just all, you know, lots of things that happened. Um so this is kind of where it all stems from. And I, I think, you know, going into these games against Baltimore, it's so challenging. The Baltimore Ravens hold a, I think, a 35 to 12 lead in the series. I think they've yeah, won. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, what really irritates uh, fans like us that remember all this is they left and then basically built a Super Bowl team after they left. Yeah. I mean, their I, first two yeah. picks were uh, Ogden and Ray Lewis. Yes. I mean, they had, I think that, I read somewhere that there were really irritates or, me. They said there were like 15 to 25 players on that Browns team back in 94, 95 that were part of that team that won the Super Bowl. Is that right? I've in read 2000. that. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And, you know, it just, and it just irritates me. And you know the the Baltimore fans, they well, scream yes. and cry and complain when uh, Indianapolis stole their team, but then when they steal a team, it's like, hey, this is perfectly well, some fine. Some of the some of the stories that Joel Cade, our colleague, shares about you know he has family and friends that are from Baltimore and stuff, but he describes that Baltimore experience is just hor- horrifying. That the fan base every time I watch those games. I think about what Joel has said about some of the experiences that he's had. And I know everybody, everybody has different experiences, but I've talked to more than just Joel about Baltimore. I mean, they're from their baseball team to their football team. It's not exactly your uh, place that you want to be. Um, you like the crab cakes. Great. But um, other than that, um, I, I will never, I've thought about going to Baltimore in the past for a game, but I'll never do it. I'll never do it. Um, it's in not- this day and age, I, I used to travel to games, uh, especially when I was the president of the Middle Tennessee Browns. Bank. Yeah. Um, but uh, in this day and age, with you see all the fights and stuff going on. I I'm I would never go to a, an away game. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm too old for that crap. Right. Anyway, I don't want to keep my wife from beating the crap out of somebody because she's ah. good. <laughs> 
and that's kind of scary too. With this day and age too, we see all these videos. Everybody's videotaping everybody. It's just disheartening to see so many <sighs> it's people. Ridiculous. It's not only the fights. I mean, obviously there have been fights over the years, well before cell phones. This is not something new, but it's. Damn, but, it's I, but it. But the emphasis. They're getting on, brutal. I mean, well, uh, it's uh, the a, idea a that people, died because somebody hit him. Come it's on, awful. it's awful. That's it's ridiculous. Awful. And that people are recording these things, and it's it's adding fuel to the fire, and it's just yep. insulting. And we're not gonna, we're not participating in that kind of crap here in the Fanatical Elves Network. We're gonna keep no. it clean, and uh, you know, but they are the damn freaking ratbirds. Okay, uh, digress. Uh, Elliot, how is your hot tea? Are you better? Are you feeling good? My grandma, Grandma Cookie, Grandma Pat, Pat Suchan, right now is probably watching, so she wants to make sure that you have a good voice. Because she likes listening to you on our podcast. And you can listen to us on Apple, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn. We're on all the platforms. So listen in, follow us, and subscribe. How is that T, Elliot? Uh-oh. We're on mute. Uh-oh. Oh, hold on a second. I got you. Oops. Are we oh, ready for PowerPoint? Yep, yep. We got What were you saying, Elliot? I said the T does help. Excellent. Okay, Elliot, do you have your your diagrams you'd like to bring up? Yeah, I do. Okay. Awesome. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, Elliot on our Fanatical Elves show the last few weeks has been doing a superb job of showing some data from what PFF um, and where he shows both teams strengths and weaknesses. And so if, if you tune into YouTube or on TikTok or, or on at the X or Twitter, you can follow along and watch this. So I'm going to pull this up for Elliot and we're going to listen to Elliot talk, start talking about both sides of the ball here. Well, okay. yeah, let me say this uh, is not from uh, pro football focus. Uh, although it's not that's okay. one of the sources that I use. Okay. Um, but it reflects uh, my own opinions. Uh, pro football focus grades each play. And I like your opinions better than anybody's. Yeah, and I try to state, you know, who I think is actually, you know, how good they actually are playing. Um, and again, for those who have visual, the dark blue boxes are means that they're um, playing close to all pro level. Green okay. means that they're much above average. Yellow means that they're average. Orange, below average. And red means that... They're, you know, kind they of at the bottom suck. of the league. They stink. Mm, well, I wouldn't go that far. If you're in the NFL, you're pretty I good. I will. But okay, what we're showing on offense, Still Lamar Jackson. The whole thing begins and ends with Lamar Jackson. He is a legitimate superstar. He's their quarterback. Um, they have <clears throat> backups at um, left tackle. Uh, Ronnie Stanley is a, a former pro bowler. Um, he's had a severe uh, left ankle injury, which continues to trouble him. We don't mm. know if he'll play or not. Patrick McCarry is a very he capable backup. Today. What's that? He practiced uh, <clears throat> today. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see him. Uh, but it's going to be his first game. Okay. This season. And Sam Mustafer is the uh, backup center. Um. We may see him again uh, this week. He went in in game one, I think. Um, we also see former Brown Kevin Zeitler at guard. Oh. He's very good. Yes. 
Morgan Moses. I think he came over from the New York Jets. They don't need offensive linemen. All they need is Aaron Rodgers, and they're guaranteed to be good. <laughs> um, Zay Flowers, I could put him as a blue box. He's been sensational, a rookie wide receiver. Sure. Number two guy is Nelson Aguilar. Yep. In the slot, came over from the Patriots. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is out for the year. Both the Browns and the Ravens are operating with their second string running back. Gus Edwards yeah. is a veteran. He's been there since, I think, about 1960. Mm -hmm. but still very competent <laughs> running back. Um, but I'm giving him a light green box. Um, then, you know, the leading rusher on the team is still Lamar Jackson. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, let's go to the Ravens defense, Browns offense. I upgraded Deshaun Watson. I, he was a bright red last week after a brilliant game. I'm still uh, not totally convinced. I'm giving him an orange box. Okay. <laughs> um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, they finally discovered that they have another wide receiver besides Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. He goes up to yellow. They still overall have not utilized him very much. Um, Jerome Ford had a big 70-yard game, or excuse me, 70-yard run. Yeah. But overall, he does not have a four yards per carry average for the right. season. Sure. So we're very concerned about run, Brown's running backs. David Njoko has been just fine. Thank you very much at tight end. Mm. Joel Batonio is our perpetual Pro Bowl guard. Ethan mm -hmm. Posick, also very good. Wyatt Teller. Dewan Jones was, um, you know, suffered against Pittsburgh and T.J. Watt, but he had a much better game against Tennessee. Um, Jed Wills continues to struggle at the left tackle position. The Ravens are very tough. They have um, kind of a 3-4 uh, modified defense. Michael Pierce is a very tough nose tackle, and he's flanked by Broderick Washington, who's very, very good. Um, although he hasn't played well. This season, maybe he's been a little bit banged up. I'm not sure. And the same could be said about Justin Matabuki. I've given him kind of an orange box. I'm not sure what his situation is. Uh, <clears throat> Pro Football Focus doesn't like David Ojabu very much. Um, they do like Jadevian Clowney. They gave him a green box. And I say, well, I'm, I can't believe that. I'm giving him a yellow box. After watching him last year in Cleveland and another year older, I don't really believe in him. Um, so I'm, I think he's been a product of finding some his him in a situations where he's benefited from other other players doing some things, and he's gotten he's been given some contributions. That I mean, I think Clowney's still got something in the tank, but no, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I think Pro Football <laughs> Focus has lost their minds. I can't believe. Um, I just think with all the injuries that have accumulated for him, he was a great player, but he just didn't show it last season. I need to be convinced that he's come back magically to his previous level. Maybe he has, but I just need to right. be convinced. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's true. <laughs> Roquan well, Smith is a yeah. legitimate star. 
Patrick Queen is also very, very good. And by the way, Pro Football Focus used to really trash him in his rookie year. He was like the worst yeah. linebacker in the um I think he got inventory. an I think he got yeah. an interception last week, didn't he? Patrick Queen. He had three um, sacks I, last week. Three sacks. Well. No, no, I'm that's that was Kyle Hamilton. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton is also he was ranked number one, I think. Wait, yeah, Kyle Hamilton had, he had three uh um, three sacks, sacks against the Indy last week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. he is but he uh, ended up on the injury list today, so we'll see. Whoops. Oh. Okay. okay. Well, so you know, they have legitimate stars on defense. Yeah. This is a, you know, people are saying this is going to be a defensive struggle. They have mm-hmm. very good defense. The Browns on offense are uh, the best we can say is that they've been inconsistent. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I want to talk a little bit about some yes. observations. All offseason, we've been ragging, or at least Joel and I have been ragging on the uh, Ravens front office. Yes. They really want to change Lamar Jackson into a pocket passer. That's a whole plan. Sure. They've been investing in wide receivers, draft yes. after draft after draft. Sure. They drafted number one again, Zay Flowers, and they really hit pay dirt. He's been really great. Um, plus, uh, J.K. Dobbins is out for the season. They're stud running back. If ever yeah. there was a time when yeah. they were going to convert Lamar Jackson into a pocket passer, 2023 would be the season. Mm. Uh, the, there's just no way around it. They've got all the deep threat wide receivers they want, mm-hmm. and the running attack is really suffering right now. Now, Elliot, they talked a little bit today, or I heard in some uh, excerpts from the Browns, and Steve, if maybe you know a little bit more about this too as well. Um, Jim Swartz talking about the Browns defense not holding back, that they're going to attack Lamar. They're not going to sit on their heels and wait uh, yeah, for he Lamar. Said they're gonna, yeah, they're going to take it to him. Yeah. Those oh, yeah. They sh- yeah, let me get to the next slide. Yeah. Sure. Because, okay, is Lamar Jackson following the plan? Is Coach Harbaugh following the plan? Well, you look at the statistics, they are the number one running team in terms of uh, ratio of runs to passes. They are not developing a downfield passing team. You know, by the way, they've got Todd Monk and the Browns um, offensive coordinator of 2019, which was a terrible year for them. Yeah. I don't know what possessed them to sign Todd Monk, but they did. Sure. And they are still running the ball. They are not throwing the ball down the field. Lamar Jackson is the leading ball carrier for the Ravens. Okay. The scouting department is still doing a great job for them. Zay Flowers is a great first round draft pick for them. He is the leading receiver with 21 catches. Sure. Um, No one else has more than nine. Nelson Aguilar, who came over from the Patriots, has got nine. And also Mark Andrews, the tight end. Um, you know, Andrews may not be quite at the same level that he was last year. Maybe he's banged up. Who knows? Maybe he's just a year older. But the buzz is that he's not playing at the same level. He's still a very, very good tight end, but not a superstar like he was last year. So <clears throat> despite the fact that they're supposed to be, you know, this downfield passing team this year, they're still running the ball most of the time. 
Yeah. Okay. The Browns, by the way, are number four in the league with 51% running plays. I'm well, concerned about that yeah. because the Browns no longer have an above average running back on their roster. Nick Chubb was that dude. They no longer have that dude on the roster. Yeah, but I'll say this, Elliot. I mean, the, I, I, I'm i going to give them a little bit of time here. I saw some really nice things. I thought, well, just let's start off with, I thought Kareem Hunt did a few, had a few nice things. And I know it's just a little piece of, of, of observation here. Pierre Strong, the jackrabbit from South Dakota State. I was uh, intrigued by what I saw there. A little mm-hmm. bit more height, a little bit more um, oomph, a little bit different runner than, Jerome Ford. I was really thoroughly impressed with Jerome Ford's run to the corner uh, front pylon. I thought that run, I mean, I was very impressed. I thought, I mean, he did what he needed to do and he, and he dove and hit that pylon. And I, I felt like that was a really good uh, involvement. And I also thought, you know, listening to people like Rod Bloom, who does the Browns blitz, he talked a little bit in his show about how Jerome Ford used to be, primarily I think a wide receiver when he was in high school and he so was. you know using him and how they did that I thought that was excellent uh the scoring that touchdown and that little juke move he made to the inside and then out don't put uh, a linebacker on him <laughs> you know I just I think there's some really nice things that maybe just maybe and, and it, we're disheartened by the fact that Nick Chubb is out but but it's gonna force this team to adjust and for at least one week to, to see things connect and to see the coach do high fives and uh, chest pumps with the, his quarterback uh, at least has me um, slightly uh, more enthused going into uh, week four. Um, Elliot, you want to finish up here? I have a couple more questions I want to ask. Also, you know, just talking about defense, I know you talked about this number four in defense. I mean, just some of these stats are just phenomenal. <coughs> Defensively, they've given up um, their first in the league and only allowing 3.8 yards per passing attempt. Um, they've only given up 335 yards total. That's second in the league. They've only given up 14 first downs. That's first in the league. Uh, rushing the ball, they've only, they're third in the league, only giving up 156 total yards. Uh, second in the league by only giving up 2.8 yards per carry. And they've only given up five rushing touchdowns or five rushing first downs, which is first in the league to this point. So mm-hmm. very impressive. Okay, back to you. Yeah, <laughs> one stat that I like is um, how many snaps does it take before a receiver gets the ball? Yeah. Uh, snaps per target. Yeah. Zay Flowers is getting the ball once every seven snaps per target. Okay. You can see my cursor here. Yeah. That's like Jamar Chase for the Bengals. So, they really have confidence in where Lamar does anyway. That's Mark a fantastic Andrews, stat. Right, right behind you, him at nine. Yeah, Elliot, uh, where do you find that? Elliot, tell, tell the folks, where did you find the uh, – did you uh, – Pro football the, reference, and then I, I made these stats myself by with my little pocket calculator. This is why you need to tune in to the Fanatical Elves Network because we got <laughs> folks like Elliot who, damn it, they know what they're talking about. Listen, I mean, this is good stuff, folks. So if yeah, you listen I, to us, if you can't see it, he's talking about, you know, the passing attack of the, the mm-hmm. Ravens right now and what to expect yeah, but on I, Sunday. I, I basically invented this snap. It's on two different pages in um, a, a pro football reference. But anyway, look look down here at, you know, and admittedly, this is a small data sample, but Odell Beckham Jr. 
yeah. is getting the ball once every 14 uh, snaps. Right. That's not very often. No. And and um, and plus he's not doing very much. A good number for total yards from scrimmage per snap is mm-hmm. like one, one and a half. Yeah. Nobody's making very much yardage. And Odell's no. only getting 0.67. That's not very good. No. no. Uh, for the Browns, oh, by the way, both of the teams have fullbacks. Patrick Ricard is a 300-pound guy. And the Browns are using Nick Harris, who's nominally a center, but he also plays fullback. So they got mm-hmm. big dudes that can play uh, mm-hmm. fullback. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Who does Deshaun throw to? Same stat. Mm. I mm. put this in different colors for you. I like the colors. It's very, very pretty. Targets per snap. Deshaun loves to throw to Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper. Uh, 6.88 yeah, more. Yeah. 6.64 for Cooper. And again, that's, um, you know, kind of like Jamar Chase around It's bad seven. to see Donovan Peoples-Jones at 20.5. Yeah, Holy that's cow. ridiculous. That's like they're ignoring him. Uh, Baker Mayfield was like that uh, one year and wouldn't throw to uh, DPJ for some reason. Then suddenly he caught fire. Um, also pretty much ignoring Harrison Bryant. Well, that he might after that interception at Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> but he also, uh, he will throw to Marquise Goodwin when he's on the field. Yep. Uh, David Bell he'll throw to. He likes throwing the ball to Kareem Hunt. All right. these are, you know, really good numbers. Doesn't like to throw the ball to, um, you know, Jordan Aikens very much. He's a blocking tight end. Yeah, he has never much, thrown the ball. No. Never thrown the ball to Cedric Tillman. Never at all. Okay. There were a couple times where it sounded like he was open, like on a couple deep passes, and they never did go his yes. way. Oh, my gosh. What's Okay, Elliot, uh, Elliot, now, if you're listening to our show on Apple, he's got a great um, diagram yeah, this is up a here. Tweet. From uh, <laughs> pop, uh, pop crave at pop crave, and it's uh, citing people.com. Um, and it says that Kim Kardashian and Odell Beckham Jr. are hanging out after his split from his uh, model wife. And um, I'm kind of glad that this is happening in Baltimore rather than Cleveland. I'm not sure whether this is really a good career move for Odell. <laughs> I don't know if this has anything to do with nah. his injury rate or uh, lack of durability, but um, well, man, I'm just to not get sure on if this field, is a good idea, so, man. Right now, so this doesn't seem as popular as um, oh, what's her name? Oh, that's right, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. and Travis Kelsey. Travis oh Kelsey. my gosh, Travis Kelsey, the new most famous person in the world because now he's dating um, the most famous pop star in the world. And do you um, know what Bill Belichick said? No. What did Bill say? He says, well, Travis uh, Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. This one might be the biggest of his career. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't hurt either um, one of them. Well, there's uh, anything else, Elliot? Anything else we got to show tonight? Or I was going to ask um, you. I, I got to conclude with this. That's that's the best I can do. Oh, I love it. I love it. Odell <laughs> and the Kardashians. My gosh. Um, so the Browns are favored tonight, or they're favored in this game by three points currently. Um, the money wow, line, where'd you get that? I thought it was two, it was three. I saw I it earlier three. tonight on, on, on Sports right. Illustrated. Um, the money line, uh, the Ravens are plus 130. 
And the game totals are over under 40.5. You know, you think back a couple years ago, Lamar, when he was at his peak, that December, cold December game I was at, the Ravens, and his he was pooping his pants. They ended up winning that game 45-42. Kareem Hunt was a big part of that game, kept scoring touchdowns. It was one of those games where who was ever going to have the ball last was going to win. The Browns actually almost pulled out a heroic win, but they lost. Um so here we go. We got, you know, what are your final kind of takes on the game Sunday? We'll probably have a pregame show like we did last week. So we'll have to talk a little bit about that prior to the game starting probably at 11 or 12. I don't know what Steve, your schedule looks like, but we'll talk about that. I'm open. Okay, cool. No um, continuing ad this weekend. So okay. Well, I may be up in Wooster. I will say this before Wooster. we get to the, I will say this uh, just very briefly. I'm going to talk about this more on my, Johnny Cleveland podcast coming up. Um, you know, I think I've shared this on this podcast before, but I've, I write for a lot of different periodicals, including Northeast Ohio sports insiders, which is a great group run by Natalie Turk. Um, she took over from Matt Lodi. Some of people that might be listening might know Matt, Matt um, died a couple years ago from cancer. He used to uh, run the, the Northeast Ohio sports insiders website. He also wrote for sports illustrated and was on numerous TV shows and uh, radio programs throughout Cleveland. Uh, unfortunately, he lost his battle to cancer. So anyway, what's happened since then is that Natalie Turk has taken over. She's the only um, editor of a female editor of a uh, local media group in, in the Cleveland area, which is fantastic. And they they cover high school sports. They are they cover the Cavs. They're cred- credentialed with the Cavaliers with the Ohio state Buckeyes, with the Columbus crew, she covers this uh, Cleveland um, guardians for sports illustrated and Northeast sports insiders. So I was supposed to be credentialed with uh, Northeast Ohio sports insiders for the Browns. And unfortunately they uh, have denied our request multiple times. And um, just, uh, it's disappointing. And, uh, uh, from the Browns organization, you find out a little bit more about uh, teams and organizations. And uh, the like any NFL team, most uh, there's a, they're they're a huge product. There's a lot of different parts and pieces to these teams. And as while we cheer on Kevin Stefanski and Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson and Miles Garrett, there are other parts of the team which are they're all doing their job. But um, been a little disappointed, so I will not be up there this weekend. I'm a little sad about that. Uh, I am happy though. I, I, uh, we here at the Finnecca Elves Network, if you recall, Steve and Elliot gave away two tickets to uh, some lucky fans a few weeks ago. So they will be in attendance at this big game against Baltimore. So that'll be very exciting. Um, are either one of you, or Elliot, are you going to be at the game again? Or Joel, do we know if, okay, I know you were at the game last week, but are you still there? Elliot. Okay. Okay. Saving his voice. Uh, okay. Yeah. Save, save your voice. Okay. Let's do some final takes. Um, I think I'll just start off by, you know, I think it's going to be a really good game and I think it'll be close. Um, I think it's going to really be one of those games where Deshaun Watson, again, we're going to have uh, to see kind of what he does. And he played very well last week, made some silly mistakes. By the way, that play that he did in the first half, I don't know about you, but that's going to go down as one of the most the most boneheaded plays in my 
memory of Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns and Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's going down as bad as Brandon Whedon crap. I mean, what he did. Ooh, being I con- don't know. Well, oh, I oh, I think so. Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser throwing into triple coverage from his own end zone. Yeah, but but Deshaun there. Watson is going the other way. He's not even no. looking the other direction. John, and, newsflash, they won. Calm down. I, I, I'll calm. I digress. They did win, but it was a, really a boneheaded mistake at the time by Deshaun. I'm glad they were He'll able be to recover. He'll okay. be fine. So, Steve, with your patient views, I, so I think I'm going to be, you know, I'm going with my heart here. I think the Browns win, but I think it's going to be a very close contest. And maybe even uh, someone like Dustin Hopkins, who's been very reliable um, so far for the Brownies at, as their place kicker. I think he does something pretty cool in this game, either, you know, a couple minutes left or maybe they gives the ball back to Baltimore and, and our, our rising defense that's just been playing outstanding uh, stops Lamar Jackson at the end. Uh, so they win. Steve, what do you think? The problem with paying Baltimore is they bring chaos. They've been create chaos on offense and they bring bring chaos on defense. Uh, when the Browns have uh, are on offense, they're going to have to continue what they did second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. Get very creative in their yeah. offensive sets. I'd like to see a little bit more Elijah Moore. I think the running game will come around. Um, the one interesting thing is the Ravens' offense is number is uh, uh, converts first downs on, at a fifty one percent rate. While the Browns' defense forces opposing offenses to go three and out 61.5% of the time. Amazing stat. That's that's where you're, you're, when it's Ravens' offense, uh, Browns' defense, Mm -hmm. something's got to give. Also, the Ravens are very good in the red zone, uh, something like 43% in the red zone, which is top five. So this will be a true test for the Browns' defense. We're about to. Is that scoring touchdowns? Is that 43% uh, just uh, getting points, scoring that points, seems, red zone that seems, kind of, is, that seems kind of low though for 43%. Actually, I mean, no, that's, that's for an average NFL team. That's, that's pretty high. Really? Um, but okay. as I've noticed a lot of these um, Baltimore players who have been there before, including Lamar Jackson, their average per play uh, yard per play yeah. are down. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're less. They're throwing a lot of underneath stuff. Yeah. So the Browns defense is going to have to contain Lamar, keep everything in front of them, which they did against Tennessee, and they also did against Cincinnati. They let that one pass in yeah. Pittsburgh go for seventy-one yards. But mm-hmm. you could see that uh, Jim Schwartz fixed it the next game. Mm-hmm. I love. I love. You make a mistake next game, he fixes it. And like I said on the Browns offense, uh, I'd like to see the tight ends get a little bit more involved besides Harrison Bryant doing quarterback sneaks. Um, I'd like to see them throw the ball to the running backs a little bit. This defense um, really doesn't have a good pass rusher. Uh, They're going to blitz a lot um, because their only blitzer is uh, Jadavian Clowney, and he's not really a pass rusher. He's a Robin to somebody's Batman. That's the way he's always been in his career. When he's featured, he's not really the guy. 
So like last week, this is going to be one in the trenches again. Also, Ravens are a minus two in the turnover uh, uh, mm. margin. I'd love to see the Browns get a little te- little turnovers see, on defense. You know, I have this gripe with you guys with Harrison Bryant. Neither one of you guys like him. But I think the kid's been – now, here's my thing. He's been with the team for three years, correct? I think he's going to correct. year four. Had and a great rookie year. I but, 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 but what I see – even like my the eye test, and I think we just look at this differently. And what I when I look at statistics, he's been very consistent with catches and receiving yards. He doesn't blow you out of the water. He's getting two hundred to two hundred fifty yards every season. And I don't see why, like, and I guess we'll just disagree. I I think he's a pretty good blocking tight end. What I've seen, but I'm not monitoring it probably as much as you are, Steve. I know you don't think that he's a very good blocker, so. That's where I I I well, I like, he's he yeah. was his rookie year because he's a converted offensive lineman. He's he's okay. got a little slack over the years. That's, well, that's and I think that. back. I think back to the other thing, like the big bugaboo, the big mistake. For example, that rookie year, I think he made a huge colossal mistake in the Chiefs game, that playoff game. Do you remember that? It was early oh, yeah. first third quarter. He caught a ball and he fumbled it, and right, I think that was the, yeah. it was the second. He did half that during me. the season as well, a couple times. Yeah, I just so those are those moments that you know, um, I I agree with you, but I I think we're I I like the kid. I think that he can. Uh, I don't I don't mind him. Uh, let's yeah. get him involved in the game and let's make sure we don't get um, the the Ravens uh, linebackers involved. They play every I snap like the fact and they're. That- and they're probably the best linebacker duo the Browns are going to see so the, far this year. Those two Jerome, guys are just fantastic. Now, Jerome Ford's got three. By the way, just another just before we get to you, Elliot. I mean, Jerome Ford's here's another player that I've been really su- nicely surprised by. I think other fans might be too. Three touchdowns, right? Two in the air, right. one one running touchdown. So I think his contributions are far greater than the twelve yards that he carried for last year, right, Elliot? Better than 12 yards, obviously. <laughs> on to you, Elliot. What do you got to finish up? Let, let, let's hear your predictions and what you think is going to happen on Sunday. Well, um, I, I would say that overall, Baltimore has had a below-average offense so far this season. It's all Lamar Jackson. He's gotten very little help. I think um, you know the uh, cat's out of the bag that Zay Flowers is their primary offensive threat. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as you're mindful of that, um, their offense is in trouble. The mm-hmm. Browns should do well against them. Um, on the other hand, I think that the Ravens' defense is very, very formidable, and yeah. it should be a low-scoring game. I think the Browns need to be patient on offense. What I don't want to see is too much uh, improvisation like we saw in Pittsburgh where uh, Watson thinks that he needs to be friends, Grand Tarkenton, and make things up that's not in the playbook. Um, that's where he gets into trouble and throws backward passes. I, I share the same concern that you do, John. I do not want to see those kind of plays uh, very often, maybe once in a while. Um, yeah. And I, I do want to see uh, Harrison Bryant. Uh, I think that passes to the tight end make a lot of sense in this kind of game. Sure does. Um, and um, I, I, I think that they need to diversify and uh, use other wide receivers that are too reliant um, 
Well, and Kevin yeah. Stefanski looks. I think you're. I think you're on to something there. And Steve, you probably agree that you know Stefanski's a. Uh, I mean, he really is a brilliant play caller. We don't give him enough credit, and we chastise stuff, but he really does create some intriguing things. And we might disagree, but like you're saying, like last week and the last, you know, Amari Cooper has been sort of targeted. So let's try some of these things with maybe David Njoku and making him right. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. yeah. And that, I think, um, I think they target Elijah more too often. Let's use Donovan Peoples Jones. And I agree. I agree, Elliot, with you. See, Elijah Moore, I just, I see him as sort of this scat back. You know, he's not very big. And I don't know what the whole euphoria is over this guy. I haven't well, seen anything. They got to use him. They have to use him a little more creatively. I agree. Donovan Peoples Jones yeah. is a big yeah. body target. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to see him. And he seems when he's focused, yeah, he makes. Great catches at the right time. I mean, do you uh, think now, the Elijah, Browns? Well, yeah. you know, there are ways to use uh, Elijah he, Moore that because I saw yeah, him okay. play at Ole Miss. Okay, I, I know what they could do with him if they okay. use him correctly. Also, love to see Marquise Goodwin catches. Yes, who here would yeah, like to see Marquise? Zero. Goodwin? You know, he he was drafted too high to have zero um, receptions. At this point in the season, this is ridiculous because zero targets, because, zero targets. Yes. They have not thrown the ball to him. Why put him in the game if you're not going to use him? I think this might really be a perfect game for it because because the Baltimore Ravens have to generate pressure by blitzing a lot. That leaves open areas. What Bernie Kosar always say when a defensive when a defensive blitzes me, I know somebody's open. Right. Right. And that's what happened. You got to find them. Yeah. Well, guys, yep. I, I appreciate you coming on here on the Fanatical Elf Show. And, you know, we could, fans who are listening and watching us, we can't do this without you. I'm just so excited. We went over so many thousands of downloads uh, this week, which is a real huge, uh, another accomplishment. Uh, we've been doing this since April. And, uh, the Browns are fired up. We're fired up here on the Fanatical Elves Network. We, we're going to continue to provide some great coverage, and we'll look forward to speaking to every, talking to everybody again pregame uh, as we get going toward the Browns playing the Ravens uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, I think it's going it's to be good weather. It's going to be near 80 degrees up here in, in Cleveland. So uh, another good weather day. Um, I hope everybody who goes to the stadium enjoys that. It have a have a fun time, party hard, uh, but but be safe, and the, let's bring home a win against those damn rat birds. Oh. Hey, good night, Elliot. Good night, Steve. Take care, and we will talk to everybody later. Go Browns! Go, go Browns. Browns! Go Browns! Go Browns! Go Browns! Go Browns! Go Browns! Okay, here we go. Maybe we have music. Oh wait. We have music. Okay, bye. Maybe. Go Browns. I don't know. It's not playing. Why is it not playing? Oh, oh, there we go. See ya. Hey.